Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hello, Kate. Hello. Hello. And hello to our guest, to James Schlesinger. Uh, he is a copywriter, a CCA student, and has uh, a lot to share with us. So we're very excited to talk with him today. Hey, James. Hi there, guys. Looking forward to chatting to you too. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's start looking back. Um, how did you get into copywriting? How did you get interested in it? What What was the spark for you? Yeah, so I mean, like, so my background is acting and filmmaking. Um, and I mean, I, I've always, it's quite an up and down career, that acting and filmmaking. So I've always had to take other jobs to fill fill the gaps. And all sorts of random jobs and never really enjoyed doing them, just kind of exchanging time for money, doing uh, you know, the normal stuff like bar jobs and waiting jobs back in the day, to like standing on the street selling paintball tickets to people, uh, <laughs> running photo booths at events, all sorts of weird stuff. Because um, I've always needed a job to have that kind of flexibility so that I can continue doing the other stuff. Um, and you know, even when I've done jobs, that so, so I was an AD, uh, which is an assistant director in uh, the film and TV world for a bit. And even though then I was doing, you know, I was in a world that I love, I was doing a job that I didn't feel I was using my skill set. It's a very logistical role, that. So you're kind of just making sure everyone's where they need to be and helping the set run smoothly. And so I was kind of standing around, um, not being creative in any way, and didn't really enjoy it. And it's like super long hours you're like up at five in the morning get finished work at seven get home about eight <laughs> go to bed get up and do it all again and so yeah that didn't last that long um and anyway yeah so I've always had these kind of random jobs um and in 2018 I became a dad and obviously my focus shifted a little bit and I had to sort of try and find something with a bit more 
stability. And again, because I wanted to try and find something using my skill set a bit, so I wasn't just, uh, again, exchanging time for money. So I, you know, the first thing I looked into was teaching film. So I was looking at teaching film at like, uh, you know, film schools or unis. And um, I just quickly realized that wasn't really for me. I don't think I'd be a great teacher. And what really made me realize that was an interview I had at a film school, which just went terribly. Um, <laughs> I, I realized that what they were more interested in were, than my ideas on film was like knowing about education. And, you know, they asked me what my thoughts on that were, and I was just drew a complete blank. And you could see them all like crossing their little sheets of paper. Um, so, yeah, that was the end of that little journey. And then what did I do after that? Um, getting my life story here. Um, oh, yeah, then I was trying to set up a, a production company with a friend of mine um, to do like kind of branded content, uh, which, you know, it's actually not that far from what I'm doing now. Um, although I would have been doing it without any copywriting knowledge. So, you know, it wouldn't have been so good. Um, and yeah, the pandemic hit and that kind of put a paid to that project. Um, and I mean, yeah, so during the pandemic, the, first, the beginning of the pandemic, when I thought it would only be a few months until it was all over and things would be back to normal, I kind of went down to the countryside to live with my mum and got away from it all and was writing a screenplay. And yeah, then it became quite clear pretty quickly that it was going to go on forever. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, yeah, so I got back to London and was kind of freaking out about what I was going to do because I was working in events and acting and both of those things were pretty much dead. And whilst I was panicking, uh, a little fairy godmother popped into my Facebook feed uh, in the form of Nikki uh, <laughs> and a fan of Facebook ad. And no idea what possessed me to click on a Facebook ad, but I did. And um, uh, The good copywriting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, everything about it seemed like it was kind of targeted somehow. Um, it felt, yeah, it just felt right for me. I just, I remember just uh, watching, I can't remember exactly what it what was in the ads, but I just remember like, uh, it just felt perfect for me. Um, you know, was, I guess things that hit home most were uh, about using you know, my skill set to do, to earn a living, um, doing, uh, doing work that you enjoy and being valued for it. I think those are kind of the key things. Ah, and then obviously the flexibility uh, of being able to work from anywhere. Um, that was the main thing. I mean, yeah, those are, those are the main things. And I do, I mean, yeah, I just wish I'd known 10 or 15 years earlier. Where were your ads then, eh, Nikki? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, so not helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the flexibility thing was kind of, put to the test pretty early on because we then, my wife's Brazilian, so we went out to Brazil and we were, we were meant to go for a couple of months, but then Brazil was put on the red list and we couldn't get back into the UK. Or we could have done, but we'd have had to uh, spend a lot of money to stay in a hotel room with a toddler for two weeks. And so, yeah, <laughs> we decided to stay in a tropical paradise <laughs> and live there for six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's where I set up the business. So that's where I kind of, I don't think I've answered your question because you asked what was the spark for copywriting. I guess the advert was the spark for it. Because <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, before that, I didn't really, have, I mean, I knew of copywriting, but in my head, it was always something 
it was done in big advertising agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Mad Men is one of my favorite TV shows. So, you know, you know, I, I never imagined myself as Peggy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I never, I never knew it was a, a career that I could do flexibly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's, it's helpful to hear all of the different elements that have been a part of your background. I mean, obviously film is the the main element, but you've had a lot of different experience. Um, do you, th- a lot of different roles and a lot of different, just you've been out in the world. Um, do you think that that has helped your I'm old. copywriting? Is that what you're old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's very clear that you are decrepit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you think that that has informed your your copywriting um i mean yeah with uh i mean with the acting and filmmaking obviously they're both creative uh careers so that that side of things um yeah definitely helps so with filmmaking such a collaborative art form so i'm very used to collaborating with other people and obviously you've got to do that with your clients as a copywriter um I mean, it's slightly different in a way because, you know, the client, you're serving the client as a copywriter, whereas with filmmaking, it's much, it's more collaborative. Like you can, if the client says something, you kind of have to do what they say. Whereas if, you know, someone else in, in filmmaking, it's a bit of to and fro, I guess. Um, obviously, as well, I guess, acting, very used to getting no's, <laughs> hearing rejection. <laughs> so that is something that, you know, you build up over time. And I, like, so for me, sending out pitches and stuff like that is not an issue. I don't, I'm used to, I'm used to that. It's fine. It's kind of water off the duck's back. Um, what else? I mean, yeah, jobs outside of, uh, it's a similar kind of thing, I guess, but jobs outside of acting and filmmaking. When I was standing on the street selling paintball tickets, obviously that's a numbers game. It's literally just ask as many people as you can and, you know, just to get two or three yeses. So again, that's, that's helped me, I guess, with the pitching as well. Um, and then also with the filmmaking at film school, one of the things that was uh, kind of hammered home about filmmaking was that uh, filmmaking isn't about telling stories. It's about using stories to take people on an, an emotional journey to make them feel something, um, so, which is so kind of crucial with copywriting as well. You're, you're not just kind of putting words out there you're trying to make someone feel something elicit an emotion to try and get them to do something um so that's been quite valuable um yeah those are the main things yeah that's absolutely that's very insightful um what have been some of your your challenges with with setting up your business with getting started you the the rejection which is I mean, it's a little bit different. At least when you're uh, when you're sending a pitch, you'll get maybe a, oh, not right now. You're not selling tickets on the streets, and people are like, oh, leave me alone. So don't talk to me. Yeah. I would say it's a little bit better, but yeah. um, but what are some of the other challenges that you that you have had to face and or, or overcome as you've built up your business? I mean, like for me as a creative person, the most difficult thing has been the kind of organizational side of things. Um, I, you know, I was watching one of the other uh, interviews he did the other day with, uh, I think it was with Claire. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in awe of how on it and organized she was. Um, and yeah, just made, obviously brought to light how far to the other side I am. If, she, if she's like left brain, if that's the right way, I'm 
definitely more right brain. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe we should uh, maybe we should team up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say you can hire Claire as your organizational yeah, yeah, consultant. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's been the hardest thing, and I think, I think, yeah, from the course, in fact, one of the things that uh, you said in that Nikki was uh, that if you don't have a systems, you don't have a, a business. That's been a key thing for me. I mean, you know, I've. I've had to set up some systems to be able to do it. And if, I, if that wasn't in there, if the course had just been about how to write copy, I'd have been lost at sea, basically, <laughs> sitting there on a bit of driftwood with my typewriter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that has, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the most, the, the biggest challenge for me has definitely just been that, has been trying to work out uh, how to juggle that. Also, I'm trying to juggle that and I'm still doing, uh, trying to write screenplays and, go to castings and be a parent all at the same time. So that's been quite a challenge. Um, <laughs> See, easy. I mean, one of, the, one of the, the parenting thing, like during the pandemic, because she wasn't at nursery then, obviously because we were in Brazil. So we were doing alternate days because my wife is freelance as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess things would have happened quicker if, I, if I'd had more time, but because I had half the amount of time. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, my, the business isn't, yet where I'd like it to be, but it's definitely from where I was before the pandemic and now it's definitely in a good place. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So your, your wife is freelance too. Is, do you think that, that I, I guess my question is um, a lot of people think of freelancing as this kind of impossible thing. They hear about people doing it, but it seems impossible for themselves. Do you think it was helpful having a, a model in the house of someone who is a successful freelancer? I guess. And I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I've also having done that all my life anyway, I'm not that's used true. to, I've never actually, I've never had an office job. So that's another thing that's a bit of a challenge is I'm not used to that world really. And um, even like when chatting to, you know, get on calls with clients in big businesses I find I find that side of it a bit daunting because I don't really understand that world it's kind of a bit outside to me mm-hmm. um but at the same time I know that what I'm they don't need that from me <laughs> they need me to be able to write good copy and offer creative input um what was your question <laughs> oh, my wife my wife being freelance yes my wife being freelance I guess helped a bit yeah because it also means you know while in, whilst in Brazil, for example, we could both do that. And also it means that at some point, if we want to, we could fully embrace a digital nomad life and, I don't know, work from a beach in Bali or something if we wanted to, <laughs> um, which is quite a nice option to have, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Really nice option, yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you, in Brazil, when you, were, when you were first setting up business and whatnot from there, what was that like in terms of, were your clients in Brazil? Were they back in the UK? Were all over? What was, what was going on with that? Uh, mainly back in the, the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely haven't, I haven't mastered copywriting in Portuguese yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brazil was out of the question. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I did what you guys suggest and like looked for my local companies near my house. Um, I really, my, my first client was actually, I mean, it was kind of through a friend kind of indirectly, but it was with, uh, my football club. So, uh, the team I support in London. Um, so that was quite a nice first client, a good one to have on the website cool, as yeah. well. 
And then, uh, yeah, another client I got was uh, a toy toy company, like a big multinational company. So that was, you know, that, you know they're based in, in the headquarters in China. I was working with a marketing director in Amsterdam. I was in Brazil and then in the UK. So, yeah, you really can do it from anywhere. <laughs> that ABC Toys exercise must have really helped yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a great, it's been a really cool company to work for as well because they're like, like a repeat client now. Oh, nice. And uh, I had lots of different stuff from them, like video copy, uh, web copy. And then, yeah, just before Christmas, I had to do a product description. Um no, not product description, product name, sorry. Oh, fun. Uh, so That's yeah, which is, which is really fun, but like it's, it's kind of daunting because yeah. kind of, there's no kind of limit to it. <laughs> so it's like you can spend hours just coming up with new names. And you know, when you've got an email or a web page, you know kind of what you have to put out there and how much mm-hmm. to write. And there it's just, you know, yeah, it's only one or two words, but you can kind of go anywhere with it. So that was fun. That's cool. cool. Have you found out what name they've chosen yet, or is it still in deliberation? So the I've heard which one. So the marketing team and the sales team have chosen two different ones. Of course, <laughs> and then they've, <laughs> they've sent it to the the HQ to see what they say. And mm-hmm. find out. I might have to do another round of names in the new year. I'm not sure yet. Combine these two options into one hybrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That's the it. The, you're exactly right. Sometimes the shorter the copy the harder it is to do it. The taglines, insanely difficult. And mm. yeah, product names. And then also to your point, when it's for a big company, there are so many stakeholders involved. And because there's nothing objective about it, it's all everyone's opinions yeah. <laughs> until it finally gets to that final stakeholder. And it's still that final stakeholder's opinion. But yeah, but it, it can be a, a really fun, really fun exercise in just pushing yourself in as many different directions yeah. as possible. Like how many names can you come up with? Well, let's see. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to stop though. Cause you then find yourself like, you know, in the shower and like a bed trying to sleep and you're like names coming to you. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Cause when you're right, if you're writing like a web page, that doesn't seem to happen with me. Cause it's just, you know, you know, write some words and, <laughs> and get out of the way. But there you're just constantly trying to come up with a better name. Mm-hmm. Um, actually that, the other thing about that, the toy company that was quite, um, interesting was I so I approached the CEO of that company rather than the marketing team. Don't know why. Um, but I actually kind of do because he was all over the website and it's kind of his him talking about what he loves about the brand and you know. I, so that's that's why I approached him and he um, he then replied saying how he loved my loved my email, found it very funny, and then loved my about page on my website. Um, and so that, you know, that got me in, and then we had a meeting with the marketing team and it wasn't, it was months until I got the first actual job from them. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about, about your about page though, since you mentioned it and, um, <laughs> it's, I think that that's the first, I feel like interaction I remember having with seeing you and being like, oh, wow, he's creative and clearly has that just like yeah, creativity gene, um, We'll link to it in the show notes. So if, if you're watching, definitely check out James's portfolio. But tell us, tell us about that, where that idea came from, and yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> well, I just yeah, I can't remember. It just came out of my crazy head, I guess. But I just, I just, uh, I just wanted to have fun with it. And the big thing with my whole website was I just didn't want to take take it too seriously. Um, 
because people must be reading these things the whole time and I must get a bit dull after a while, I guess. Um, and so I just wanted to do something a bit different. I, I also like, I kind of live by the motto that to, to take your work seriously, but not yourself. <laughs> and so I kind of wanted to put that in there as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I had a lot of fun doing it. Definitely spend too much time doing it, but <laughs> on Photoshop and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, well, and to, to give people some context, you haven't yeah. seen yeah. it yet. You have, uh, you have, you obviously you have the bio for you, but then you also have um, a series of photos of the members of your quote unquote team, team yeah. your creative team, your creative director. I think your your marketing director has been. I looked at it again the other day. It's it's just fun, fun to go through, and the it's all images of you, but changed as if you are all of these members of the team, um, which is such an effective way to demonstrate that without without having to say, "Well, I do this and I do this and I do this." It's such mm. an effective way to say, "Look, you get all of this when you're working with me," and it's it's a fun way to say it. It's a clever way to say it, and uh, it's an effective and memorable way to say it. Yeah, well, I think that was I think that was one of the key things was about trying to make it memorable, and um, and it has a, apart from that tight company, you know, a few other people have mentioned it, even if they've not, I've not got a job out of it. I've definitely it's been commented on. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's also too. It's a it's a website that people will be comfortable sharing, not just comfortable, but will be excited to share because it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to note though that you. You infused creativity, you infused humor in it, but mm-hmm. it's not, none of it is creativity or humor for the sake of creativity or humor. You know, every once in a while we'll come across and not just copywriters, but just freelancers websites where it's it's clever for the sake of being clever or clever to show mm-hmm. off that they're clever. And your your website is clever, but it's still very much focused on how you provide solutions for your clients. And I think that's um, what really makes it effective is that you've balanced those two elements very well, but it's never, hey, I'm James, I'm really funny. It's, hey, I'm James, I'm, I'm clearly very clever, but more than that, here's what I can do for you. I, mean, I guess also, because like, you do get some you know, like creative agencies and stuff who try and be like really kooky. And I, I didn't want to go that far, but I kind of wanted to like play in that in that space, but not too, not too mm-hmm. far. So hopefully I managed to. So, yeah, and absolutely. You're acting like as an actor, you know, you're playing all these roles. So it kind of has that nice yeah. tie as well, <laughs> which, which I love. And I think it's nice for people to know that you should be your voice. And it's nice that that reflects you. It's very much, okay. I know what it would be like to work with James. This is what it would be like. And it's not going to be dull. And he's obviously going to be a professional, but it's, it's it's nice to see your voice come through and not, mm. you know, I think a lot of copywriters, we try to speak to what our clients want to hear, what we think they want to hear versus letting ourselves actually shine through. Mm-hmm. And I, I've definitely, like, with it as well, I've tried to, like, reach out to companies who have similar brand voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just those, but, like, if, if I see one that does, I'll try and reach out because I think there'll be some kind of synchronicity between mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. If that's their aesthetic, it would make sense that your aesthetic would match would mm-hmm. would match well with them. You guys would work well together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, no, granted, you're 
you have not been um, a copywriter for for years and years and years yet. Um, so you still have a lot of opportunity for growth and and all of that kind of thing. Um, where do you see, and it's kind of an unfair question because it is such a flexible <laughs> career, but where do you see yourself going? Where where would you like to, to take your career? So it's a, it's, a, it's a funny one for me because I, I still... I still have the, the dream. I'm still like clinging on to the dream of this screenwriting as well mm-hmm. and the filmmaking. So I haven't quite let go of that. And that, that is it's a psychological barrier that I am I'm trying to get through. Um, even in terms of announcing that I am now a copywriter, I haven't done it publicly on, on Facebook. And I, I spoke to a friend of mine here who's a, a copywriter and he said that he didn't do that either. He actually reached out individually to people which I think works better anyway. So I just, that's kind of like a pitch. Yeah. So I just put together a list of everyone I know who has businesses or might need to be writing and just said, this is what I'm doing. Do you need any help? And I've, I've done it that way. Because um, part of it just feels like, yeah, I'm kind of 95% in, but there's a 5% of me that's like, oh, I can't quite do it. I need to, yeah, that's, I need some kind of, Therapy <laughs> to get me through that. Yeah, yeah. Tell so us about your help. mother. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it, this actually just brings to mind um, a conversation we had with another copywriter who, um, Nicole, who has been kind of mm-hmm. in and out of it. And she's in a place now where she is, she's copywriting part-time and then she is teaching at a university part-time. And she intends to kind of stay in that place because she likes them both and doesn't want to stop doing either one. And I think that's kind of the nice, really kind of the nice thing about both careers is that you can kind of dip in and out of them as, as you see fit, as you need to, as you want to. And you don't have to have that. I am 100% a copywriter and I give up all yeah. other interests and goals. And, yeah, and true. the same thing with, with filmmaking, I would, I'm not a filmmaker, but I would guess that you can still, you have that flexibility in both of them. Yeah. I mean, like with acting, it's, I mean, because nowadays I tend just to do kind of commercials and stuff, which is actually perfect for this. And that's obviously, that's obviously taught me a bit about copywriting as well, reading yeah. lots of terrible ad, ad scripts. <laughs> yeah. but, Let um, me rewrite this for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, it's great because it's like so the, the time needed to do that is small. You can go to a casting, might take you a couple of hours, and then a shoot a shoot for a commercial is pretty much always a day, two at most. And so it's easy to work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you're not, I mean, I think it's I think copywriting is a great sort of side hustle for actors generally because even if you're, you know, if you could be doing a theatre job, you're all day you're free so you can do that and I you know I guess if you're on a film it's a bit harder but um yeah there's plenty of time sitting around doing nothing on a film set so you can be there on your phone write your copy yeah I forget what I was reading an interview with some some actor or actress very very famous and they were talking about what it's to to lay people to not to to non-filmmakers you're like wow it's just must be so exciting all day long shooting these scenes and i think it was a woman i can't remember exactly who it was maybe emma thompson but she was talking about how much time you actually just spend sitting around i'm like yeah. oh okay we don't think about that people who don't make films don't think yeah. about that yeah it's mainly so, yeah. just lighting cameras happening while you're 
Just waiting, yeah. Yeah, setting up for a 15-second scene and then doing that 15-second scene 15 times over. And then, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. But, yeah, so, you know, write copy in between now. Yeah, well, you, I, I do. don't know. If, I don't know if you do, but you should definitely be targeting actors if you if you're not with your with your course because mm, it, yes. it is it is the perfect uh, really? instead it of having to do part well. work or any of the crazy jobs I've had to do. Yeah, um, well, and actually, I certainly don't want to forget because we we referenced your portfolio yes. site. I want to make sure that everybody takes a look at it. So, what is the the URL for your portfolio? Uh, it's vibecopy.co.uk. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then, so if anybody is listening to this, maybe they have an acting back- background, maybe they don't, maybe we're going to start really targeting actors and actresses. Um, what kind of advice would you give to people who are interested in copywriting, kind of starting to look at it and starting to wonder if maybe it's something for them? If they're from an acting background? Sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, just go for it. I mean, if the, the flexibility is perfect. Um, yeah, you get to use your creativity still. Uh, so, you, you know, you're not just exchanging time for money. You're actually going out there doing what, you, what you're good at uh, and, and getting paid for it. Um, paid pretty well for it as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just go for it. That's terrific. That's terrific. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. It was uh, a really fun conversation. And I know a lot of people are going to have uh, a lot of takeaways and you're probably going to get a lot of visits to your website, copywriters <laughs> and potential clients alike. So there you go. Thank um, you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure entirely. And uh, with that, we'll see everybody in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.